Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. We also podcast. It's a real estate radio show. We do podcast out on any podcast flat, platform. Yep. Platform. Platform. That's good. Platform. <laughs> we, we do. Platform. <laughs> and we Whatever don't works. edit. We don't edit either, by the way. Because <laughs> that platform's staying in here. Lord, Patty. Our number is 850 this is my partner, Scott Cowart. Scott. I'm here once again. We're just Patty and Scott. That's, that's just we, us. That's what we call ourselves. We now work for The Brokerage. It's a real estate name is The Brokerage. It's The Real Estate Brokerage. And if you want to find our website, it's at thebrokeragefl.com. Just, just Brokerage FL. No right. the. Because I couldn't get that I, one either. Well, I always say the, but I, wasn't, I knew it was brokerage, <laughs> but it sounds awkward to say that. But yes. Brokerage FL. Yeah. Minus the the. <laughs> the brokerage minus the the yeah no www yeah find us anyways you can find us yeah it's live it's pretty yes it's really pretty i built it it's wait till we get good all times our, our new pictures and whatnot yes new pictures well our old picture we have like 250 in our gallery now there's 250 photos that i uploaded so it's a lot more to come it is lots of houses i know i have to kind of categorize houses, before houses it gets out everywhere of it is so today we're going to talk about the role of the realtor hmm. in respect to how to handle your client. Mm-hmm. Because 
I had a situation <laughs> yesterday where someone didn't handle the client, meaning the seller, and it was a little dramatic. They were all dramatic. I sat in my truck while they all lost so their ever-loving minds. Is this a tease, or are you going yeah, to tell Yeah, it's a tease. I'm going to tell in a minute. So this is a little awkward today, besides what we're going to talk about. I won't name names, but he'll know who he is. Um, because the storm will have already occurred or yes. had landed have landed hurricane well, dorian we're, we're gonna be on the following weekend correct well i know dorian from one life to live mm, remember dorian do not so we're gonna be on the the weekend after next but we're taping august 30th because i will be out of town you will be gone during taping time so i'll be in pennsylvania hopefully be able to get back hopefully everyone's okay it's all you can do is hope and keep your chin up and smile all you can do Get your bougie water. Do what you need. Get your natty light. I'm looking at a natty light sign. But just breathe because nobody can control this. And this is why we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Because people, when they can't control the outcome, their anxiety gets really high. You know, we all know that. Anxiety gets really high and your true character comes out. Whether you're a very analytical person or a very chatty person. Some people, when they get nervous, they talk a lot. Some people shut down and don't speak at all, which just tends to be my way, and it tends to be Scott's way. Like, I just am not going to have a conversation with you when you're acting like that, and then we're going to wait. So we're going to talk about how how do we help the sellers and the buyers get through the transaction so that they understand the timelines. That's our role, is to help them get through that. So if you stand there and say, which we'll talk in the next segment, if you stand there and say, do the best you can... That's not really a, a you know a legal issue right there. That's a they're going to breach their contract if you just let them do the best they can. It's, it doesn't work that way. Everybody has dates and times a that they've all agreed to, and then if they don't do it right, then they can lose their money. The sellers can lose. The buyer may not choose to close. Seller may not choose to close. So how can we help them along the way to ensure a happy transaction? It, it becomes a very difficult time for most because they are moving, which is stressful. But often as realtors, the part that we play is more counselor in that and guiding people along their path because everybody's got a timeline to meet because people are moving out and people are moving in typically. So arranging all of that is not as easy as it would look. And you've got to be out before you can be in, meaning if you're selling your house, you've got to do a walkthrough. So you got to be out beforehand, and then you can't move into the new one until you close, which you typically need the money from the one prior. So it becomes a very precarious situation, and people start to get very stressed. Our job is to communicate. That is correct. I tell everyone, I was a nurse. My job when I was a nurse was to communicate. Yes, my job was to take labs or get people where they needed to be, but my job was to tell people what they were going to be doing next to reduce their anxiety. If you tell people... This is how we're going to stand up. We're going to turn to the left. We're going to put your knees shoulder length apart. We're going to put your hands on your hips and we're going to brace and I'm going to hold you under your elbows, not under your arms. I'm going to hold you here and I'm going to lean forward. If you do that, their anxiety and they're just easier to move. They're easier to get them into the position they need to be in for their own safety. If you just start grabbing people, they're going to react. They're going to be upset. They're going to pull away. They could fall. So you learn those little baby steps along the way, just like I said. 
to be able to get someone to the next step. So now we're at the next step. Now we're going to pivot you. I'm going to make put your left leg here, and then I'm going to put your right leg down, and I'm going to pivot you to the left, and I'm going to lower you. And the seat's behind you. Can you feel the seat behind your legs? Yes, the seat's behind your legs. So I'm going to lower you down, and I, I don't need you to hold on to the arms chair. I need you to hold on to me, and I'm going to lower you down. Is that okay? Yes, that's okay. That's how I sell houses. Well, that's the way that – and it's not just on the seller side. It's on the buyer side, too. It's really – just communicating with people so that they understand what the next step is so that it doesn't become so stressful. And I think that's the hardest challenge for realtors to grasp. grasp. That's why the best realtors are nurses, teachers, waiters, bartenders, people that have had to really have a, a service mentality, but be able to break it down in a simple way that anybody could understand you whether it's the college professor to the scientist to the iron worker, whoever it is, you have to break it down in a way that that person understands you. If they don't understand you, you have nothing. They can't hear what you're saying. They don't know what they mean. Pivot to the left, my left or your left. They're going to want to know which left is that. And you have to know which left they, they're hearing. So well, I mean, it, it's every- a conversation to have with your client. Right. Everybody through that through a real estate transaction does the best they can. Don't get me wrong. But the verbiage of I'm doing the best I can does not situate itself well with <laughs> when you the were supposed act, to be out. The actual task of being out in order to do a walkthrough in order to get the money for your home. So it it really is, you know, minor in some ways to them, but it's major in the grand scheme of things that the transaction cannot commence and or end. I thought I could just leave my stuff there. We're not Louisiana. You can't do it. I just thought, I just thought, no, you knew it. Or your agent knew it and didn't tell you, which is the worst of the two. You knew it because you were told and you just chose not to do it. Or worse, your agent didn't tell you. And then you're looking like a fool because you don't have your stuff out because your newer agent didn't tell you where you were supposed to to be. And I think that typically their response to that is a very anxious and disturbing one because they're so unaware in their mind of what needs to happen. So it's just about, as we do often, over-communicate sometimes just to make sure that everybody understands you know, their role, their purpose. You can't control what someone else does, but you can certainly advise and communicate no, with but them. No, but they, if they don't even know and you don't have documentation that they were told... Then it's on you. Right, well, right because there's ramifications. You as to the ev- There's ramifications to everything in that contract. So whether or not you choose to do it is going to be, you know, part of what the decision someone else is going to make. So you may have sold your house two seconds ago, but they could walk away. Yeah. So you don't want that. And you certainly don't want the anger and the animosity that comes with all that. So so our website is brokeragefl.com. And this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're Patty and Scott. And we were talking today about communication with the client and the role of the realtor in relationship to the client and their actions. Most realtors in our area of Tallahassee are what we call transaction brokers. So we're responsible for their transaction. We're not legally responsible for the seller's actions. However, the first line of a transaction broker notice is to be treat people honestly and fairly. So that's pretty broad. And if you didn't tell them what they were supposed to do and they didn't so they didn't do it, they weren't out on time, you could in in essence have an issue 
ethically as well as legally because you didn't tell him. You got to tell people, you got to remind them, yes, the dates are, we're closing at noon, so everyone has to have all their belongings out, has to be broom swept, clean, defined clean. That's a whole other life. But it has to be, you have to have your stuff out. You can't be like throwing seven bags of trash, which I'll, in the next segment, give the whole story. Seven bags of trash in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> that's what they did. You shouldn't do that no matter what. It's <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> I'm saying that that's a negative. That's, uh, a, that's a hard no on that. Nobody this, wants it. Yeah. But this is Tusk from Fleetwood Mac. So this is a great song because it was USC, the marching band, the Trojans, and, and Fleetwood Mac together. Nice. It was very cool. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. 850-656-0009. FM, Tallahassee's Real Talk Station. It's a little different because we're taping a week in advance, a week ahead, not in advance. We're taping a a week, week. over a week, because Patty will be in Pennsylvania seeing her grandchildren go to their first day of school. But I'll still be here, so Scott will be present. Yes, he'll be present and accounted for. So we're talking about the relationship between the realtor and their client who is the either the buyer or the seller sometimes both and the communication so here's my situation yesterday had a closing it was two weeks delayed the but the seller uh, we were fine i had the buyer seller was uh in need of extra time and the buyer didn't want them to lease from them when it closed so they needed two weeks extra they asked for the 29th i said fine we schedule it for noon everybody knows it's noon. We signed an agreement that said noon on the 29th. So everybody knew, right? Everybody knew. Everybody knew. So I'm just going to drive by, which I do, all of the listings that we are selling on the buyer side and the seller side, because I want to know what's going on the day before. Is the house still there? Are they looking like they're moving out? Is it in good shape? Like, I just go randomly drive past when I'm in escrow, meaning I have a home under contract. And I just want to check the status of the house. Just from the exterior. And this is like 10 o'clock or something. They're not out. (laughs) They're not out. So I contact the agent the day before. I said, when will they be out? This was the day before yesterday, so Wednesday. He said... Well, let me check with them. Well, that's a problem already because you haven't checked with them. You haven't like coached them through, hey, what time are you going to be out? You might want to stay in a hotel. You might want to book a hotel. You might want to just be out. I said, when can I do the walkthrough? Well, it doesn't more, look like they're out. More importantly, you need to advise them of not only that they need to be out, but you need to advise them of the ramifications of that. Yeah. Because there, there is a result to everything that you do or don't do. He said, well, they can't be out. They're getting pods. The pods are late. They'll be out around. They'll be out by three. I said, "Well, we got to close at twelve, meaning the buyer has to has to sign at twelve because they work. So they were taking off time from work to go sign. Right. 
they were seasoned investors. We didn't have to spend a lot of time going over the mortgages and the guarantees. That wasn't an issue. They get up there. They sign. They said, yep, they'll be out by 3 o'clock. I said, okay, I'll be back at 4 for the seller to sign, and I'll be there for the buyer. I go past it. It was 2.30, closing day, which was yesterday, which was Thursday. They're not out. I'm sitting in my truck, which I have a reddish bronze Ford F-150, pulling down the, the lane of the street, and I pull up, and they're literally not out of that house. And we have an hour and a half, and we've already extended for two weeks. And then we extended for basically three hours and they're not out. And there's no pod in sight. Like pods just don't come pick up when they want to pick up. Pods have like a range of time. So there was no pod in the driveway. There was nothing. So I'm already in my mind being lied to. There was no pod because I thought the pod would be there on the driveway when we closed, which is fine. You just sign an exemption that we're not liable for that pod or what's in the, in the inside right. of it, the, con- the contents. So I'm sitting there and I'm breathing just like this. And I'm just like shaking my head like I can't even believe this. Is There's no pod. The sod in the front yard is trashed between yesterday and today. And they're, they're just coming at me. So uh, they're just throwing stuff out of the house into the neighbor's yard to get it off of their yard because they're seeing me. And all I'm doing is shaking my head. I haven't even made a call yet. I just pull up. So owner's boyfriend comes out comes he comes out into his car and he blocks my truck in blocked my truck i'm on a public street and he blocks me in so i couldn't have moved i'm like what is i I opened the door i was on the phone with scott i was like what is your problem and he said i can't even repeat it on the radio what he said he (laughs) lost his ever loving mind because i was there well i was there because i have to be there because that's my role my role is to ensure that the buyer will be able to buy the house at a certain time. And if they're not, I better be the one to tell them because I look incompetent and unprofessional. So I pull up. I'm there, parked, in park. Scott's on the phone because we were talking about it. I was like, you're not going to leave this. They're not out. He's calling me names that you wouldn't. He didn't know me. And he's calling me names because I'm sitting there. Because I am the object for him to yell at. That's Patty's life, which is another life. But I'm the object, and I'm the hindrance to him doing whatever he wants. Well, more importantly, (laughs) you are bringing attention to either their, dare I say, failure, where they should have been out and weren't, and or where something didn't get done that needed to. Whether it be through his realtor that didn't advise him or they just didn't know, or they knew and just chose to do otherwise. But the reality is that often people are directing that anxiousness and anger towards anything that represents their failure. He's like, you can get out of the truck and you can go in the house to look at it. I'm like, you lost your mind. I'm getting out of my truck. Like, I am not getting out of this truck. You're already swearing at me, cussing at me, hugely loud, screaming at me. You think I'm going to get out of my truck? The one thing I have to block myself from nonsense and childish. I mean, these people are like early 60s calling a female that they don't know every name that they can think of because I'm a hindrance. And their anxiety is up because they didn't meet the deadline. They had to, you know, the more I think about it and talk about it, they had to have known the deadline. Because otherwise, why is she throwing literally huge lawn and leaf bags over the neighbor's little 
poor gentry onto their side because yeah, it wouldn't sure, be on their house. I'm sure they knew. I'm sure they knew, and they just didn't. Well, I didn't get out. I called the realtor. The realtor is like really kind of, well, this is what he says to me. <laughs> can't you compromise? And I said, I can't. We have a deadline. It's Thursday. Then we have all new paperwork for Friday. You can't just change the forms on a mortgage. Insurance has to be changed. Well, not to mention we've got all of these issues in terms of hurricane and whatnot. So That and I then mean, they're already not in compliance with the contract. Correct. So if I let them stay and they don't stay, now I have to evict them. And I have to explain it to the sellers. Now you have inherited tenants that were the, the owners. The, I mean, not the sellers, the, the new buyers who are now the owners. You've inherited these people. They're refusing to leave. And they're trash if they and so they're trash. To leave it. And now you have to evict them. And I'm telling this to the newer agent. And he's not, he's not, he, he's like, you're just not compromised. I said, I'm absolutely not going to compromise. There's nothing for me to compromise on. We've already extended. You're, you're at the end of your business day. Like now you have a really big problem. He said, don't you even know what happened to them? No. Well, how would you know? How would I know? And I can't help anything that happened to them because you didn't communicate it a week ago, three days ago, 48 hours ago, 24 hours ago. So they had a USDA loan, which you can't control USDA. So they got extended another week. They didn't have a place to go. Right. But that's when when you find that out. That's you when ask. You, you ask. That's how you get a compromise. And so they have a tenant. My, my buyers had a tenant moving in on Monday, supposedly. And they're like, well, we, we have till Monday. <laughs> you don't. You do not have till Monday. So this is when the agent, he goes, haven't you read The Art of the Deal? And I just broke out laughing. I said, I'm going to well, go. Hey, you are. And I'm going to wait that. for you here while you cut here and help them pack their stuff. He said, I'm not a mover. I said, dude, I keep boxes in my truck you have to help people. To help people move and moving if, if need be, and it's happened to us. Even though you, even though you can guide people accordingly, it has happened to us. Even though we've explained to them that this could happen and this is the ramifications, but we still got it done because we jump in when need be. Call That's another mover. Do. That's call what we somebody. Well, we did that day. Yeah, we call. did that. But call someone. Like they never even told me. They were just kind of hoping it would work out, and I wouldn't notice. It's like a mole on your shoulder that you're just like, I can't see it, so it's not a big deal. And then you have like a gargantuan tumor. I I wonder how much of this particular one was because it was an investor and not an actual couple moving in where they thought, you know, because it's an investor, they can do whatever. We can just stay. Which isn't the case, but you're making decisions based on assumptions and you can't do that. So then the guy comes out and he apologizes to me. I roll the window down. He's like, I'm so sorry my realtor told us to just do what we can and i said i sir i believe you because the realtor was so wishy-washy well that's because he didn't know what to do well that's a complete challenge so get a mentor please get a mentor if you're a newer realtor please ask questions please lay out uh what do you call it a decision tree everything's a decision everything in our life is is. a decision tree we have post-its everywhere like if this happens this happens if this happens this we want to know in advance because if we're not we look the fool and i have a radio show i ain't looking foolish nope and i'm not getting on my truck while you're calling me names (laughs) not Not doing that but it is a glamorous life yes (laughs) always coming up we're going to continue to talk about the role of the client and the realtor in their relationship 850-656-0009 brokeragefl.com My heart's been broken and broken and broken and broken but I keep keep on hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping
Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. This is Patty and Scott. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM, and you can download us pretty much anywhere except the one that shuns me. Any platform, Apple, iTunes, which is the same. Podcast is their little app. It's a little purple, little looks like a little signal. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any of the good ones. Any of the good ones, I there heart. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> any of the good ones, I heart. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, if you are a realtor, uh, I spoke to one last night at a real estate social that we had. He's like, I send your uh, podcasts out to my clients. I was like, feel free. Hmm. <laughs> he was funny. He's like, well, then they say, well, should we call her? <laughs> He's like, not out. No, you should the not call her. The answer is yes, you should. No, and we don't poach each other's clients. We're really nice about that in Tallahassee. So if you do have questions and you happen to call, I will always ask you, do you have a realtor that you're working with? we don't do that. So we were talking about the agent relationship with the client, the seller and the buyer. Sometimes it's individual. Sometimes it's both. And it is completely legal in the state of Florida to have both sides of the contract, the agreement, buyer and sellers, completely legal. We're all about it. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. In our case, between Scott and I, we split it because Patty doesn't like it. It's, it's just... It's just easier. We're so honest. It really is just easy. That it's never, I just don't like it. I think the buyer and the seller should have their own person to speak to, but that's just my uh, complete opinion. has nothing to do with the state of Florida or the rules or the laws or the statutes or any of it. I just don't like it. I like if I have the buyer, Scott has the seller, that they each get to speak to their own person. Cost them no more. It's the same price. And then the reverse. So my little line is, when you list with us, you talk to us. You talk to us. Well, you don't. You're not pushed out onto a big team or, or people. It's just us, and we will. I mean, not that other people don't tell you the truth, but we're just so transparent. It's hard for me if the seller says, "Don't tell them I'll take seventy five thousand. You don't want. I'm. I don't want to even have that looked at. Like I could have said that. I. I'm very wary of that conversation because we're not allowed to talk about others' motivation, and we're not allowed to say, "Hey, she's willing to take seventy five. You're, we're not allowed to do that. And I don't, so we're not having it. We just have each other. Which, and I trust him implicitly, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, Same. that's the way it should be. I mean, quite frankly, but there are times when you could handle both, and that makes perfect sense. But often people like talking to their own person. It's not as if my people don't talk to you and vice versa. It's just that they have one point of contact. So if I go in after you get a listing and I'm the coordinator if you will to stage and style a home then they're obviously going to be speaking to me but that's what they're going to speak to me about so separate and distinct yeah separate and distinct separate but equal kind of feeling because some people say you know my mom's going to give me the money they want to tell you that the mom's going to give them money and you're going to handle how to to package it they don't want everyone to know that they just don't want everyone to know it just makes them feel confident right and nor should everyone know it's just you know we handle different stages of a deal but they have still one point of contact one point of contact when we have a closing date in the state of florida every state is different the the buyer occupies the house on that date so if you schedule a closing at noon and the seller doesn't show up till four that's fine it's not preferred it's not it's harder on the documentation it's it's harder even with a mortgage that's fine. You could probably do that, but you all have to come to an agreement with that. You can't box people in and do it and just say, well, I'm just not coming till four. 
when you were previously agreed to 12? Because the buyer could have movers. Well, you also the buyer could have issues. You also can't go at four and then leave and go back after four and try to get stuff out of the house that you just sold. Without permission. Right, because you've just sold the home. And when you're standing in the street cussing the the buyer's realtor out, it's not really going to make me want to give you what you want. So when you tell me I don't know the art of the deal, which I've read several times, that's not included in the art of the deal. It's just not included. Right. You you can't like you're supposed to make people feel good before they help you. You're First not going to like cuss them the, out and bully the, them. The deal has already happened. So <laughs> we're just closing the deal. I mean, yeah. the art of the deal is really the initial part, which is getting the deal. And it's hard, it is hard for me to compromise when I believe everyone has done their their job except for you. The realtor. No, you can't compromise on something you don't know. And you can't. And he's like, can we just have an exception? Can we hold money back on in an escrow account? No. Can we hold money back? No, and no. I'm like, you're offering these things. And you just said you have no control of your seller. You're not responsible for anything they do. But you're, you're throwing out all these ideas, hoping one will stick when you have no authority. Mm. And that's the other thing. Because we are trans- transaction, transaction brokers. We have no authority over the seller or the buyer. We only have to document our communication to the seller or the buyer. So he could say, hey, we're going to hold back $300 in escrow to ensure all this gets out of here. You can't do that because they have to sign for that. I can't do it because the buyer has to sign an agreement. You can't do it. You can't do it. You cannot do it. So you're throwing out ideas trying to hope. I just say throwing it, you know. So it doesn't stick. You can't. You cannot act on behalf of them and then hope it all works out. Why don't you have the conversation with them and then come back to me and tell me what they would like? That's not what happened. So it was a lot of coaching yesterday as I was sitting in my truck burning my fuel in my air conditioning while they were screaming and waving at me. It was a lot of conversation of you have to coach your folks through it. You have to coach yourself through it. You have to be a part of a brokerage that's going to teach you because your license is at risk and because your license is at risk because you don't know what you're doing, the broker's license is at risk because you don't know what you're doing. And more importantly, when I look at all of that, I'm really looking at the final outcome. I never want my buyer or seller to look at their transaction in a negative light. I want them or to cray cray, right? I want them to see that no different than the the other one, the other closing that we had that morning, where everything turns out well, and it's just you know, like we sat there with them, and I said, just trust me, this is this is going to be simple. Follow the process, and it all was exactly that. It is it's and nice when, and it should be that way. You have to disseminate all that information, and then go to your buyer and say, hey, we're going to close at four o'clock. I'm going to come back at at 5.30, then I'm going to come back at 7 o'clock and make sure everything's out and everything's cleaned up. Is that okay with you, Mr. Buyer? And they say, yes, Patty. And I say, okay. Then I'm going to take the paperwork and I'm going to, just like I talked about how I position a person to help them up from a chair. Then I'm going to take the paperwork and I'm going to drop it off at your house at 7.30. Is that okay? Yes. So it all looks consistent and worked out because they don't want to know how sausage is made. They want to know the sausage is made. Correct. And I don't want them to know that. I don't want them to know how the sausage is made. I don't want WCTV show up in the middle of a road while my little truck's there <laughs> and people are screaming at me and I just can't have that. I, I do not like public displays of crazy. 
Well, that it should have never gotten to that point. So it's just unfortunate. <laughs> it should but it's a great explanation for people to say, if, okay, let's go back to closing date. Closing date is closing day. You're really better off being on a day or two ahead of time. I always, I always, always, always say midnight the night before. You really need to be out. And, and then the argument goes, well, what if the buyer doesn't show up? Well, then you move back in. This is a business transaction. But you're not going to know whether they're going to show up or not. So it, you could move out the next day and still not know. Yeah. So it doesn't change anything. What if something happens? What if something? It's more likely to happen because you haven't left than it did that if you did leave. That is absolutely the truth. So if you look at that decision tree, that's a good one. It's always more likely to happen absolutely. because you didn't leave the house. Correct. Because then they can't see what's There's going on. There's a reason for them to do they it. They want to know that the ru- underneath the rugs is actual flooring because that's happened to people, not me, thank God. That they lift up the area rugs and then there's no flooring underneath mm. because something happened and they took it out, and then you're at the closing table and, and you you're doing? in a you're in a really bad legal position right. and nobody wants that. Nope. Ever, ever, ever. No, of course not. So this is Patty, Patty and Scott. We're in Patty's Playhouse. I'm scratching my eyes thinking about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all done. Now. It's all done, but I just want to convey it to people. Like, if you have a transaction coming up and you have a and you're the buyer, you're using another realtor. When is everyone going to be out? Just ask them. When is every? It's a dance. You have to be out the day before. You really should. If you're going to close at nine o'clock in the morning, you make sure everybody's out. We had a closing also yesterday. You have to do that. I went over the day before. Go pick up my lockbox. Say, hey, do you need anything? I have boxes in my truck. That's why I carry them. I have tape. Do you need? And I walked in, and it was he was there. He had a little air mattress, but all his stuff was gone. Yay! Good job. <laughs> Well, that's and it, it we, we it had light. the seller in that one. So. Yeah, we had the seller in that one, and we did explain <laughs> we the schedule. But it's really, really important for everyone to just walk in and say, "This now, this is my house." Yeah, I think that our methodology and communication. Do you know the name of the song? Uh, I don't think. Uh, yes, I know the name, but I can't think of it currently. Do you know Vanelli? Yes. I just want to stop. Yes. <laughs> And we should. And we stop. <laughs> Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Stick with us. We're going to talk about buyer and sellers. We're on Rail Talk 93.3 FM, and you can listen to us on any podcast platform that anyone cares about. <laughs> Our website. All the important ones. All the important ones. Our website's brokerage, B R O K E R A G E F L dot com. Look at you. Brokerage FL. On the spot. On the spot. Good I didn't think my right. eyes were up in my head Good thing as I was trying to think right. about it. So that was heaven on the seventh floor. Did you remember that? It was like 1972. You won't, Sarah. I remember the song. She didn't have a clue. I remember the song, but I haven't heard it in a so very long time. where is Gino Vanelli right I don't now? know. He was so cute. Oh, my uh, goodness. While I look him up, you can just talk Scott. I don't know anything about this Gino Vanelli. He's Canadian. You, did you not know that song? 
No, I know the song. I just didn't. And I know him. I just don't know much about him. Yeah, who knows? He was like a one-hit wonder with two songs. Ah, well, that's probably why I couldn't remember. I, I don't even think he has a Wikipedia. He really? does not. Maybe. I can't, oh, here. The song has a Wikipedia. Maybe you should go fund me on that. Yeah, I'm good. He needs he was, a Wikipedia. He is Canadian. You gotta love him. Curly hair, super cute. Arista Records. For a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was cute. Like, he had that long, curly, rich, thick hair in the 70s. <gasps> he's probably bald now. <laughs> oh, he's like, he has short, <laughs> thick, rich hair in the Good for him. 19s. Good for 67. him. 67. Good year. Dang. Good year, that 67. He's 67. Oh, I thought you were saying 1962. No, he's born in 1952. Yeah, I don't know about that year. I know, but all the cute ones, man. They had all that thick hair, you know, like Steve Perry and yeah bon jovi and uh, good times i missed the 70s even though i was only 10 (laughs) 10. you were very impressionable clearly i am very impressionable which is why you should be nice to me (laughs) (laughs) i don't yell back i just sit there Mm. my ever presence was just too much for people so we were talking about our closing yesterday the sellers were not out they were not out in time so kind of got a little dramatic but like you guys Step back. Think about what you're going to do. What's going to happen if we don't do this? What's going to happen if they don't do that? And then how are we going to work this out? Somebody better show up, sign. That decision tree that decision works tree, every time. But you got to really know the contract and, and lean. They say lean in, and I would never really like that term, but I'm going to use it here. you got to lean into the contract because that's what you have to know. What's well, the guiding force? So I mean, it is. There was, to everything. I said some post on Facebook a while back. Oh, they said, no, 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 it was an email. What happened? It was a closing. Was it one of ours? And Yeah, it was a closing, and the kid said, is that your tactic? Oh, I know oh, what it I was. I remember which one it, it was. It was a cancellation, yeah. and they didn't have the uh, appraisal. The tactic. They didn't pay for the appraisal and request it in the right. first five days, which, which is part of Which you have to do. Yeah. So he, they were going to cancel, and they thought they were just canceling because they could cancel, like for willing the only reason. As long as you do your as part. As long as you do everything else. Like you have, <laughs> you got to do your part. To get to D, A, B, and C had to be accomplished, Correct. and they didn't. And the agent came back and said, is that your tactic? And I said, to know the contract? Yes, it is. It is it my should, tactic. It should be everyone's Because tactic. the seller, in our case, took the house off the market thinking that the buyer would do their part, and they didn't. They didn't They didn't even make loan applications. They didn't do anything. So I called the bank and said, you know, I have this cancellation here. Did they make a loan application? They said, no, we haven't been able to contact them for 10 days. I said, well, guess what? You're not getting your money. <laughs> <laughs> and the agent paid the... He was a stand-up kid for that, well, though. Good, because he paid he the really, $1,000 because he did not again, tell... guide your customers He did not tell the buyer that he had to do... To stay into the agreement, the five calendar days to make the loan application and request and pay for the appraisal. You're not responsible for when the bank orders the appraisal, but you have to do your part. Bank's not a party to the contract. So you just tell them, you have hey, to ask them to do here's it. my credit card. Could you order it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't do it. So he was very stand up, that kid. Very, And I've known him for a long time. He's only a kid of me because he's like 25 years younger than me. But I've known him for like nine years. He's done, he's a great realtor overall. And he's just like, I screwed up. So he paid the $1,000. And you got to love that character. Oh, for sure. You got to love it. And I, but he's I also, like, is this your tactic? I also can appreciate his response to it. Because even though a customer is signing 
literature that says that it is still our role to guide you through it because there's a lot of information on those three four pages or if it's an offer nine but the reality is that they're not reading every bit of that you just have to guide them accordingly this is what you need to do here's we, we send something out that says next steps like we yeah. just want you to know I we're mean, a walking and, talking uh, calendar right we <laughs> want you to understand you know what what your responsibilities are because again there's ramifications to what you do or don't do so then we're going to talk about risk of loss in our last couple minutes. Mm-hmm. So risk of loss is part of the contract. So this is awkward because we will have been airing this show segment after the hurricane. After Hurricane Dorian came through. Now somebody said Dorian's a boy's name. I know Dorian from One Life to Live, and she was a a force of nature herself. <laughs> So that's my Dorian. I don't know about. And then there's Dorian Gray. That's when you're you know, watching like, your stories. I do watch. I only watched. Did you watch stories? No. You never watched. I, just, I didn't, but I always like that when people say my stories are coming on. So it used to be Another World was what my mom watched. She watched Days of Our Lives, The Doctors, and Another World. And then I would watch Edge of Night I, after coming home from school. I don't even know what with Edge of Raven. Night is. With Raven. was Edge of Night. And I called. <laughs> Another world when I was little, Rachel, Rachel, because the main mm. character's name was Rachel, and I named my son. His name's James, but Rachel's son was Jamie, Goodness. and that's who I named my son. You and your stories. <laughs> I love. Who it. would have known? I was so sad when they came on. Does TV. James know he's Ryan's named after that? Yes, he does. Okay. He doesn't appreciate it. He will. You know can now. watch Ryan's Hope on Amazon or Netflix. Like you can watch it on there. like old or old Siobhan oh. Ryan's Hope, like the whole. Kelly family, yep. No, you don't have a clue. I have no clue what you're talking. About. You can watch it. Anyway, I mean, my mother watched ones, but I didn't watch them. But her so Dorian's were done its job. CBS related. Oh, uh, as the world it. turns, yeah. Guiding Light, Bold in the Beautiful. Judith Light. That's what I remember. Oh, I Judith Light from Guiding Light. Oh, I thought Judith Light was like another one. <laughs> No. no so okay so it's all happened. We don't know. I apologize that we don't know when we're airing this. And I hope everyone is okay, and I just all you can hope. But risk of loss. So this happens during times of uh, acts of God, nature, whatever you want to call it. A house just is sitting there, and a tree falls through the roof. It's an extreme example, but it happens. Risk of loss means there is a risk of loss, and the contract handles that, leaned into the contract. There's going to be a number of days that the seller will have to remedy the loss on the house to make it as it was at the time of the agreement. And if they can't, then the buyer can walk away and take their binder. Right. The binder is the money that's placed in escrow. It's the amount of it's an it's a negotiated amount. Could be a thousand, could be ten thousand, could be twenty. Could be a hundred. It doesn't matter what the amount is. That money's placed in escrow. Nobody can touch it. But risk of loss comes in during a hurricane. If anything happens to the property where there's a loss to it, an insurance claim Something is no longer what it was. You had a leaky roof, air condition. You know, the air conditioner got crushed by a limb. If because we're all in this boat together, people, you can't get a contractor out to fix your house in that time. In that fifteen days, you those the buyer can walk away and take their binder back. It, fifteen days is just an arbitrary number. Every contract's going to be different. If you ex- choose to extend that risk of loss period, that's by agreement. One party cannot just do it willy nilly. That's right. a legal term, by the way. Willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah, you can't just decide that you're going to take 30. You can't say... I, the buyer and the seller both And the seller to. has to make an effort. Like, if I were the buyer and I didn't have a place to go, yeah, I might be willing to wait you out. But you have to show me that you've made a concerted effort. 
Agreed. Which is where we go back to our original story. You got to make a con- if you want me to move in the art of the deal. You, if you want me to move. Me. You got to make a concerted effort. You can't say I'm not compromising when I'm the one sitting in the truck waiting for your people. You're you're sitting in. Well, quite frankly, we shouldn't. Bumpas be, we shouldn't or have to be doing that. Bumpas is a sponsor for the radio station, so that's why. Shout out I mean, to Bumpas. We should not have to be. No, doing you have any to know where your people are and know you're not legally responsible for their actions. You are responsible for communicating and gui- actions, and then if they if they choose not to do it, you, got, just you have no control. Over text messaging is a beautiful thing. Keep it for five years because it's part of your file. It's part of your work file. But keep it and say, hey, they didn't leave. Then that's a different story. That's a different conversation altogether. Then that, you know, I've had that happen too. I've only ever had this happen twice. This one and when the guy was actually in jail and the dad said that he was on a ventilator. Yeah. He'd been in a car accident, but he was actually in jail. That's awkward. That was, yeah, he, he didn't make a concerted effort. Mm. And there was a lot of cuss words at that one too when I found him in the jail. Goodness gracious. Yeah, the parents were like really upset, but they got caught. Well, nobody likes that. I think that was partly what happened the other day. It's a, They were embarrassed. They're embarrassed, and the response is not favorable, and it's unfortunate. I mean, nobody wants anybody to be in that position. And but if you our need customers, to have we, anyone locate someone in a we, tiny jail in Tennessee, <laughs> I'm, I'm your, your girl. girl. There you have it. <laughs> Patty Wilson, Patty's note. Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Stay safe, keep your chin up, and always, always smile. Smile, smile.